I'm glad you asked, Matt. It, uh, it's actually my line, and I'm waiting for y'all down here at uh, Planet on Terrace, uh, where we can, you know, I already, already got us in line uh, at the famous Cafe Flamingo. And, you know, surprisingly, they didn't just let me immediately get a table here, even though we're the famous, the galaxy famous Anybody's Podcast. Welcome. Uh, you know, joining us today, I uh, I convinced the group to go on a nice little space-faring adventure with a Dirty Pear. And uh, how, uh, how did you feel about it? Or I guess we'll get more into that. But yeah, joining me um, is my uh, clean triplets, the other two. Hey, yeah. I am a clean triplet number two. Uh, sometimes they call me Maddie Spice, but in terms of the script, it's clean triplet number two. Hello, all. How are you? Hello, hello. hello I guess hello. Uh, I guess that makes me uh clean triplet number three. Um, and uh. I, I go by Dot, and I'm the cute one, but uh, call me Dotty <laughs> and you die. Oh, 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 oh. oh damn. That was oh, good. Oh. That was good. Oh, wait, that's a uh, wrong show. My bad. on the floor. They were going to name these states like never before. Here. Sorry, yours was better. As usual, no, I just wanted to fine. jump in on the fun. Um, but yeah, before we dive in to, you know, what I, my brain essentially said, this is just bubblegum crisis, but slightly better. Um, most of the time watching it. Uh, yeah. What have, uh, what have y'all been up to? Um, aside from reading all of my mangas, it's been, uh, it's been a busy week and some change for this 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 person um, <laughs> uh, after trying to divest myself from you know how how reliant I am on sports to feel happiness or produce dopamine uh the seventy sixers remain in the playoffs, and I still find myself dangerously attached so is this the year they get the ring? Oh God, I hope so. But probably not. But also, if they do, uh, honestly, I could never watch basketball again and still call it a W. WNBA? Uh, honestly, I, I'll pivot. <laughs> if, if the Sixers win the chip, I'll, I'll go hard on the... Uh, fuck, I feel like Philly has a WNBA team, but yeah, I don't actually I just, know. Yeah, get, get their numbers up. Get their numbers up. Um, what, what mangas have you been reading? Uh, lately, I've been going like really far down the rabbit hole of uh, Mashal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, right. Allegedly, according to uh, some of the nerds on Reddit, it's in a more serious arc now. So when I get caught up, the quality might fall off a little bit. But uh, it feels very much like the like the One Punch Man equivalent to Black Clover. Versus the original One Punch Man being like the, I don't know, parody of My Hero Academia to a degree. I get what you're saying. I, I, that, that, that you brought it home, that actually makes sense, yeah. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Um, aside from that, I've also picked up Vibration Man. And uh, it it also feels very 
I guess, much like a parody of My Hero Academia, almost. Um, only three chapters out so far, but the third one was literally just basketball. <laughs> so, they've got, they've got me watching so far. Interesting. Is he just like The Flash, pretty much? Um, not really. When, uh, when he tries to use his power, it just makes his entire body vibrate, but not like in a way that really harms anything or does anything. Like he punches a guy and the guy says that was just a regular punch, but your hand is vibrating. And I don't know. Yeah. There's a whole thing about like power limiters and like equipment and shit, but we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, um, let, let, me, let me know how this one goes. Oh, most Sounds definitely. Like, I've got a bookmark in it. I'm going to be checking in every, I think it's two weeks. Nice, nice. How about, uh, how about you, Tristan? Uh, let's see. Just me kind of chilling. Uh, you know, I uh, went to a uh, baby shower uh, today with Isabel uh, for, a, for a friend of ours, and uh, I took home one of the baby shower game trophies. Uh, It was, uh, you like tied a string around your waist and then you like tied a pacifier to the bottom of it. And then you had to like hip thrust, swing it and like catch it and catch the pacifier in your mouth. Oh bro. That's not fair. Cause you've been swinging that massive dong around for years. Amen. Amen. I just know I, uh, I was a cut above the rest. Uh, it, it was actually pretty fun. It was actually pretty fun. Uh, so we hung out, got a little day drunk. You know, it was a good time. Well, that's the goal. That's the goal. Sounds like a good time. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. And then uh, got La Birthday coming up this week. Got Ooh. absolutely no plans. Good. Um, nice. Just, just chilling. And then uh, Isabel also graduates uh, this weekend. So we got a lot of like life stuff happening. Yeah. Double celebrations. Nice. Nice. That's an exciting week. What about you? Our our host that does the most? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't I don't do the most. Y'all y'all do the That's most. I, true. I I'm just here. I'm just here. Um but as for me, I uh, I hard procrastinated last week. Um well not really even like procrastinated. I was just like Caught up doing things, uh, so I didn't really like get to read or watch anything. Um, I did start the Rose of Versailles manga finally. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's it's I like the art style. It's pretty cute, but it's definitely not like the same vibe as Utna at least so far. So I'm very I'm very interested where this goes. Um, I know that it's definitely going to cover the uh, the French Revolution with Marie Antoinette. So, mm-hmm. at some point, she's going to say, let them eat cake, and then her heads will roll. Uh, and, and I'm kind of excited for that to happen. Um, and then I recorded an episode over at the uh, Talking Melancholy podcast um, uh, with Maddie over there over mental health. And that's over, and that's that's actually already out. So, if y'all want to check that out, um, you know, he's great. Um, love their podcast. Then we're going to actually be doing a, a show trade episode uh, later this week. He, uh, he asked me to watch uh, Kakushi Goto, um, and I asked him to watch Flip Flappers. 
Um, and I, I actually started Kakushi Goto today, and it's it's cute. Definitely not like my type of show overall, but I think it's going to end up being pretty good. Good. I'm excited. Good. Hopefully yeah. you've reciprocated with something that will also be pretty good. Well, well, you see, I was doing some lurking um, on their Discord, and uh, one of um, the Discord members over there that I know that like are like good friends was like, "Hey, you should watch Flip Flappers," and I was like, "Damn, Flip Flappers is a good show. You should watch Flip Flappers." So then All I right, just messaged him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, good "Hey, shit. yeah, hey, you should just uh, we should just do a show trading. You should watch Flip Flappers, and I'll watch whatever." And that that is that is how you. Be quiet on discords, but you use use the knowledge you read. Yeah, <laughs> uh, your advantage, I guess. But yeah, um, but no, yeah, I've been straight chilling over here, chilling, drinking plenty of water, um, <clears throat> and, and I actually do need a new candle. So, Kristen, where where should I go for that? Oh, oh, it's so crazy that you mentioned that because I know a guy. I know a guy. You know uh, a guy? I know a guy. He's over at uh, Craft Fox Boutique. And you know, he got all your candle needs. He got all the smells that smell goody goody good. Goody goody good. Good good. You love a good smelling candle. Um, Yeah. And then, of course, I know that, you know, they're still doing it. But please go check out pixelpile.rugs on Instagram. They're not really a sponsor. They're just our friends. And we like our friends. Homies look out for the homies. We like our friends. Just like we like our buddies. Oh, man. So, uh, actually, speaking of that, uh, I hung out with Kyle last week, I think it was. And Mm -hmm. um, he was showing me his his Instagram, and he was telling me that he did, like, an Instagram reel that uh, apparently, like, popped off uh i think he said it was like god i want to say it was like over ten thousand views it was crazy uh tell him i take full credit because i wrote his instagram handle on the inside of a men's room stall and said for a good time check out (laughs) so guy guy makes sense hey well, that's no, that's huge. That is yeah. huge. Damn. I just hope all the uh, all the bathroom goers had a good time, like I promised. Yeah. Oh. I, if if we know Kai guy, we know they had a good time. Did that yeah, come off? A... Yeah. Did that come off too sexual? I'm sorry. I have to ask. No, 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 no. No, I mean okay. he has a partner, so. Yeah. 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 It's fine. Like they probably know in advance. I gotta keep it above the belt. Debatable. <laughs> That's true. That's true. With permission, <laughs> you know. Sorry, I just totally ripped my headphones out. Uh, that's all good. Um, like of your ears or of the computer? Of the computer. Okay, I feel less bad now. <laughs> yeah. No. Thankfully, thankfully these are these are over overhead. So not they're not in the ear hole. They're just covering the ear hole, which is apparently how birds have sex. And I learned that this week. And yeah, apparently since like all birds have cloacas, whenever they like, or not all birds, but most birds, if they're like, they just kind of like kiss their cloacas. You know, 
How is it that I did not learn this in interspecies reviewers? I feel like I was cheated. Well, yeah, cause... all we got to know was that birds lay eggs, and uh, it's supposed to be like an experience thought... to watch. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought you were gonna say that the cloaca was the ultimate one and whole. <laughs> that is what their review said. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's, it's true. If you're looking for a hole in one, well, you got all in one. All for one. <laughs> I hear that guy has a cloaca too. <laughs> I love my cowboy hero. He has hero. feathers. Nah, he's he's the cowboy hero. Y'all might. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about Snipe, and then I remembered he doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, we're having a good but, time with it, though. Yeah, but if y'all are having as good of a time as we are over here, just chit chatting, did- diddly daddling, um, you know, leave us a little review, little rating. Never, never hurt nobody, um, unless like you're a politician, then. Then your ratings matter more, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like if you you leave us a bad review, I will get sad. Just keep that in mind. I will. I will cry. Yeah. And, uh, for you sports folk out there, much like the NBA, more stars is better than less stars. That's true. That's true. You really can't just be carried by LeBron for damn near twenty years. True. That's true. Probably like five, and then I'll move on to a new team to carry. <laughs> His knees gotta give out at some point. Eventually, but I'm sure by then he'll be like 55, and they'll have robot knees for him. I was about to say, when are they gonna allow uh, cybernetic upgrades into sports? Matt, you're our resident sports guy here. I need to know these answers. So, I think it could be a lot sooner than you would expect. On account of most cybernetics only being used to compensate for disability. It could mm. be argued that you're using the cybernetics to level the playing field in the same way that a player wears glasses to level the playing field. Or that a player would wear a knee brace if they have, you know, an injury to level the playing field. So, like, if, if you know, for example, the knees go out and you get replacements with cybernetic knees, is that fair game? I think provided that there is reasonable cause for the cybernetic installation, yes. Yeah, I feel like they do, like, if somehow the player manages to, like, they go through, like, a joint replacement surgery, and then they, like, still or come back like and play. Or arthritis. Yeah, and then somehow they, get, like, get the surgery, and are like, yeah, I'm, I still want to play, and I'm good to go. Like, I feel like that's already, like, technically under that category. But then yeah, I maybe wonder. There just has to be a level of calibration. Yeah, but then I wonder is left if, at fairness or that is yeah. deemed fair. Yeah, but then like once the precedence like is set of like it being like a fully like no, there's like no organic matter in this in this joint we just installed. It's fully like you know man-made. Um, how long until we then just have like megalobots? Because at that point. We know we know how people are. You you give them a, a half a centimeter, they're gonna take the full full mile, if you will. Yeah, I think combat sports are uh, gonna be in their completely own weight class when it comes to cybernetics. And then um, my my dream of a third and more brutal combat sport to substitute war will be achieved. <laughs> 
Why don't we just bring back gladiator combat, but like chill? Well, uh, like I guess only yeah. People I was, I was that just... want it, and <laughs> only against other people that want it. Never against animals. Yeah, I was about to say there's several uh, ethical <laughs> reasons as to why we don't right. bring back gladiatorial combat. Well, uh, well, like they have suicide like... boots, so contractually, if you go the same route and you're yeah. forfeiting your life. You know, you sign a death waiver, go into the ring, get fame and glory and riches, and then, uh, you know, you lose it all in the blink of an eye. Yeah, maybe the idea is that you sign this contract under the promise that your family is provided for when, when you leave or when you are deceased. Mm. Or compensated by the win, like regular gladiator shit. You, know, like you a, never know. Like a, like a winner... <laughs> So if we uh, if we can get these contracts formed, can we also get like lab grown animals to throw in the pits? Like I'll, I'll, I'm talking like we bring back the lions, we bring back some bears, you know. Oh, make it, are, make it are, really interesting. I, I guess that uh, by the time everything for this is set up, lions and bears would probably actually just be extinct. So we would have to bring them back. Yeah. I mean, we got the the genetics farm somewhere, right? And yeah, the, if. If an animal is created entirely artificially, does it have the same rights of an animal that was born in nature? Yes. Uh, What? Yeah. Yeah. It's a a living creature. If if we get like lab grown steaks and like lab grown hamburgers, what if we just take it to the next, next step and just get fully lab grown animals that are ethically okay to put in combat sports? Well, that's the problem is like if, if you don't if, go the route of saying that because they're artificial they don't have the same rights of a regular animal then you can't really put them in combat sports yeah i i'm pretty i i'd like to stand up for things rights because once we start taking rights away you know everybody's rights are on the table at that end live grown or not because yeah, you know more rights are better than less rights yeah, so like if we do like say, oh, we can send lab grown animals, what's what I'm not saying that this would happen, but you know, hypothetically, uh, what's to stop like the rich people that are probably still racist during this time to quote unquote lab growing their select people that they hate specifically than throwing them into the you know, arena, but since they're so rich, they can corrupt the system to where they modify all records where it's like, yeah, no, they were lab grown, not not born. You know? Damn, I'd hate that. Hmm. It's like I, I have feel- a mom, guys. She's really nice. I feel like I feel like this is the start of a very good dystopian novel, and I think the three of us should form a collaboration and make this happen. Uh I as part of the collaboration vote against the creation of artificial humans to act as slaves no that would be the best part because then we could get that like dynamic of morality and ethics and what does it mean to be human oh you you mean make this happen like the book not the yeah not the real world dystopian future yeah yeah, not not the path (laughs) the libertarians want yeah we, we we write a book about the super rich people that uh, lab grow humans and make them fight to the death in combat sports. But these people that fight to the death decide that they're going to fight to the death for their rights and overthrow the system. Bro, this could be like a, a young adult, like best bestseller. We could, this, we could get 
movie deals, we could get it yeah. all. It sounds, sounds better than Divergent. Yeah, it does sound like <laughs> it does sound like the the general message that I know we would really imbue with this story would be really misinterpreted by a lot of people, specifically the people that are growing the humans. Oh gosh, well, yeah, or at least their, their real ideas. life counterparts. Yeah, don't give them any ideas. Yeah, well, they don't like giving be- Elon any ideas on like how he can ruin Mars. No, 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 it'll be okay because we'll sell out. And then we will become the very thing we despise. And oh, that's the shit. And, and then, then we grow the people. Exactly. No, oh my god, <laughs> this is just like the ballad of Hollywood Jack in the Rage Cage. <laughs> god, that song's so good. Um, but no, yeah, before we actually really dive into the our review, I do have a question because um me and uh me me and Chloe, we were watching Shrill, um, pretty funny show. Um <laughs> And pretty much uh, the main character, she's like a reporter and her assignment was to like report on pretty much like a, a white nationalist separatist cult. Right. Um, but then like her editor changed the headline to where it seemed like it was like glamorizing the cult, even though the article wasn't, you know, I mean, obviously for clicks and that's just like today's modern like age, but um, yeah, I don't want my name on that though. Yeah, but me and her really, really disagreed on this. Um, she she thinks um, that, you know, like, why would you even, like, interview these people? Like, why would you, like, talk about them? Whereas I'm like, you can't just, like, silence the people that, like, you disagree with. Because that's how we end up with, like, generations of just no, like, like no discourse happening. And so much just, like, misinformation out there. Like, like you have to, like... You, you have to be able to, like, talk with the other side without it, like, getting, like, mean, like, like exactly. mean-spirited. And then you, you can't just be, like, you can't just, like, quote-unquote de-plot for them just because you don't like what they're saying. You can't just so, pretend they don't exist. There has to be room for civil confrontation when you have different ideologies. Yeah, so I was just, I was just curious, uh, what, where, how do y'all think about that? I think it depends on the content when you go for like the interview or you're reaching out that kind of olive branch, you know, if it's kind of just like brushed off and they just use the platform to like talk shit or whatever, you can kind of just throw the whole thing out. But if it's, you know, if you show up in earnestness and they respond earnestly, there's, there's absolutely no reason that, there should be any kind of spin added or any kind of like well, see, that's, slant that's, kind of that's tied the thing to it. Is, uh, you know, in, in essence, uh, journalistic integrity is dead because uh, yeah. realistically, the most fair way to do it is you would have to go in unbiased and just mm-hmm. present what they say as they say it. But uh with the way things are now, there's always going to be that slant or spin on it. And that slant or spin could really either be a more glamorized version of what is said, or it could be a more uh, negative take and either or could be unfair. You know, like uh, just for example, let's say like, you know, let's take Andrew Tate, for example, I wasn't trying to give a specific person, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that works too. You know, if you go in and you interview him 
and you take the things he says and you just relay the things he says uh, while giving more or less your own kind of neutral commentary on it. That's one thing. But then if you go and you Andrew like interview him and then you're like, yo, this guy right here, he's the fucking alpha. You know, we gotta, we gotta make him the pack leader. We gotta listen to his every move. This guy is so right. You know, that's I'm, kind of I'm, a, I'm a three time hustler university graduate. Did you know he's never seen star Wars? Wow. I, what I envy him. Wow, I, I low-key envy him, but that also means he's never seen episode two, so that means he should be jealous of me. It also <laughs> means he's never seen the Clone Wars animated series, which is devastating to me. Uh, he doesn't seem like an animation fan. Hey. But yeah, no, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with what you're saying, though. Like, you, like, like but, I mean, because, uh, uh, like, sometimes, like, a broken clock is like right twice a day type of thing, you know? So it's like, just cause like 80, yeah. like 95% of the shit that he's saying is like irrehensible, awful garbage. Like 5% might be like, Oh, that's actually like not the worst idea. We can kind of work on this. We can find some common ground there instead of just like harping on like everything else. Like, I don't know. Well, that's what I, I mean. And, and like, you also can't go into it. And then just bash the hell out of everything he says, because then that's not fair either. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. There's there's a level of not only policing the content that they put out, but you have to police the content that you're putting out as well. I don't even um, think uh, I don't even think you need to, like, police or censor people. Well, Um, no, you just can't let an unhinged, like, racist rant go completely oh. like unchecked and print it word for word though. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, the the level of extremity I guess has to have like a, a kind of lid on it. Oh no, is it weird that I low key miss like the Bush era political days where like you could just like disagree over like how much the tax rate was, but like no one was like coming at your family for existing that hard. I mean, I guess in, in some when, respects they were, but like most of the time, not when you, as a five-year-old kid could go up to your friend's parents and ask them who they were voting for. And then, you know, they wouldn't tell you like you're the spawn of Satan or some shit. If you told them yeah. your parents were voting for the other person. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just very, uh, I, I just want to know, like, I know the world's always been a pretty toxic place just because of, like, the people that, like, set up the power systems being, like, toxic to each other. Um, but, like, you know, I kind of wish the world was a little less less toxic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Well, uh, in a world that's a little less toxic, we, uh, we've got some super cool... Spy oh. cops. Yeah, I was gonna say fighting to make the world a little less toxic. We we have the lovely angels, also known as the dirty pair, also known as Yuri and Kay, and they are actually originally from a light novel series. Um, the first one was actually uh, just like a collection of short stories, um, and the story was done by Haruko Takachio, and the art was done by. Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. So, 
It's pretty cool. I, I really like their pet. Um, it was also done by Studio Sunrise in 1985, who is most famous for mainly Gundam, but also uh, Gintama. Yeah, like which one, which one <laughs> yeah. do you want to pick? Like Cowboy yeah. Bebop, Code Geass? Um, Inuasha. Um, oh, Planets, which that's one of the... Uh, that was our manga special episode, and they also did Tiger and Bunny. So you know, pretty pretty popular studio. Um, sorry, let me pull up the outline here. And uh, yeah, before our lovely viewing here, had either of y'all heard of the show? No, not really. I'd seen like art from it, but I'd never watched an episode. Or mm. really actually track down the source of said art. Or how, yeah. uh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say that's, that's the exact same thing I've got to say. Like, uh, never really heard of it, but I've definitely seen some art here and there. And uh, really, a lot of the art I've seen is I listen to a lot of like future funk mixes on YouTube. And uh, dope as hell. They, they normally have some of their art in there. Yeah. Um, as for myself, good old, I like to look up old shows because I refuse to be a seasonal anime fan, even though this season it's really, really hard not to be. No, I'm crying over I'm here. I'm on the same like kick with kung fu movies right now, where I just finally got through the 70s and pivoted to the 80s after about yeah. like 125 movies. Yeah, it's, I, know, I feel like regardless of like whatever you're into, it's important to know the kind of like history and like background to a lot of stuff and kind of like give yourself experience with the stuff that the creators that you like that are coming out now, what they were watching and what the people that inspired them were watching and things like that. So, man, I'm just that crack addict. Just hit me with the newest best thing and just get me hooked. And then uh, as soon as all that dopamine wears off, where's I just need that next chase. <laughs> Yeah. Just constantly pivoting to a new source of dopamine until you get a, a bit like back around to the next year for season two or whatever. <laughs> hey, it, yeah, it's it's a it's it's really the modern uh, media epidemic. You know, they want you they want you so hooked to where like you you gotcha. can't like not not watch it the day it drops. You know, they've got me too with uh, with sports and whatnot. They got me on a few things, but I. I, I've noticed that, like, just getting rid of my social media and not, like, really being online too much has, like, really, like, allowed me to not be as hooked as I am. Mm. But I, I do miss some aspects of it. But I think, like, overall, I just feel better, like, most most of the day without it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, uh, I actually deleted all my social media and... Uh, Redownloaded Duolingo, so now whenever I get that urge to try and mindlessly scroll, I uh, I will do something that feels a little more productful. Yeah, yeah. I either um I either play like this uh, ball pop game to like get my brain working with like angles and stuff, you know, like Sudoku light basically, or I'll just like read uh read manga. Is reading. Is for cool, cool kids. For the cool kids. It's true. I I also know how to read. 
Yes, As a and fellow I, reader. Yes, we are no longer the Dragon Ball fans of old. <laughs> <laughs> we can read now. Um, but yeah, well, I guess... This fight is cool. I wish I knew what was happening. Big panel telling you what's happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess a little... I guess for a quick summary about the misadventures of Kay and Yuri. Um, but yeah, as Matt was saying earlier, Kay and Yuri are, you know, really the best workers at the 3WA, or the World Welfare Work Association. Um, they're part of a duo called the Lovely Angels, but because of their antics, um, they have earned the street name Dirty Pair. Um, where, you know, they're known to get the job done, but at what cost? At what cost? Um, so yeah, we just pretty much every episode, it's a little Scooby-Doo-like where we get uh, we get our mystery um, or we get like our mission or just kind of like our general plot set up. Um, Kay and Yuri just be funny and adorable. Um, we get the you know, the commercial break screen. We come back, we get the, the their Dirty Pair song. Um, if it's a if it's an action episode, which ninety five percent of them were, we're gonna get a nice little five minute action scene, classic eighties, <laughs> Bing Bang Boom, bad guys done, and then we'll finish with a little one liner joke. Um, unless we're those the one double episode set. In that case, we still finish with the one liner joke, but the episode beforehand we finish with, was it the kid or not? You know. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much the show and what happens. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about some of our favorite bits and, uh, missions that they went on. Um, but before we do this, I actually want to talk about this little piece of trivia that I learned today. I'm just doing some base research is apparently this show won, um, the 1985 animages, um, anime grim, Grand Prix Award, which is like a fan voted award for like what they or what the readers of the that magazine think or thought was the best um, anime of that year. Um, so this won for the year that it came out, nineteen eighty five, but it also got canceled in nineteen eighty five for apparently having low ratings, and I'm just so confused how that happened. Like, was it the best anime of nineteen eighty five, or was it so bad it had to be canceled? Like. One well, of I the mean, two formats is obviously wrong. Well, I was going to say, you also got to think about uh, the bias of the people doing the voting. Because uh, only the people that read that magazine that voted in were the people that had strong enough opinions to vote in. Whereas <laughs> the the general population may not have... Uh, may not have been as as big. Does that make sense? That, that does make sense, but I mean, this is a pretty big award show. I mean, probably not as big at that time, because it, it started in, in 1979, um, but it's still going to this day as well. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and actually in this year, 1985, Sunrise Double won, the uh, the Animage, they got it for Dirty Pair and Zeta Gundam. So... Ooh. Yeah, so double double dub on their end. 
Um, but no, I just find that really interesting. Um, because apparently it was supposed to be 26 episodes, which uh, I was—I messaged that y'all earlier. But uh, it got canceled after episode 24, which I feel like it got canceled because people didn't like the fact that the kid was insinuated to almost be a serial killer. And I feel like that rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a little bit of a bad taste. Yeah, but... But yeah, outside of that, what'd y'all think about it? Uh, you know, I uh, I had a really good time with it. I sat down, saw 26 episodes, and thought, oh, there's going to be some sort of a, a big story going on here. Sure. I was well, hoping, uh, dude. I was hoping. God I was hoping damn, Cindy so would come back. There wasn't. It was wonderful. It, yeah. uh, it had some shades of, uh, of like Samurai Shampoo, kind of. It did a little bit. It did. Um, without the, you know, samurai that smells of uh, sunflowers or sun- yeah. sunflowers. Yeah, without the uh, the ties that bind. They were just kind of yeah. placed together, and they told us they've always been together. Just chill. Yeah. How, how about you, Tristan? What do you think? I mean, this was, uh, you know, that, that pretty stereotypical uh, Saturday morning cartoon you know, uh, not necessarily monster of the week because this didn't have monsters, but uh, whoa, 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 whoa. the fucking sewer monster that was some Lovecraft shit. Also, that serial killer at the end, his eyes rolled back into his head. Yeah, and then all the hologram monsters were actually like pretty scary, like like good monster designs, like for it being a sci-fi show. Yeah, but it, it wasn't a monster of the week show. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, I yeah, know what you mean. Was, I know uh, what you mean. It felt like it had a monster of the week format minus the minus the monster feature. feature. Yeah, it was it was it was a mission of the week. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, if 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 I was a ten year old, uh, you know, munching on some rice. Rice Krispies that I poured way too much sugar into, uh, you know, Saturday morning, uh, probably would have really enjoyed this. You know what's really funny? I did watch it Saturday morning, and uh, <laughs> I ate it while eating one of those, uh, hate the company but love the product, those Nestle drumsticks. Oh, Fuck. Those are fantastic. Breakfast Those are of champions. so good. The fucking the ice cream cones, right? With the yeah, fucking the, with the, oh with my the chocolate god, and the nuts and everything. Oh yeah. my god! I think I might have to fuck around and go to Seven Eleven after this and get one. Yeah, it's like I'm sure there are other brands or whatever, but my gut tells me they're probably also just indirectly owned by Nestle, anyways. Probably there are really only so, six companies in the world. I don't know. I. Morally, I should be voting with my wallet, but at the same time, hey, it's it's I, almost impossible unless you grow your own food. Yeah, denying myself this treat will not stop them from pillaging the rainforest. Yeah, you're not trying to become Buddha over here. You can enjoy your worldly pleasures. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy the fuck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Buddha, I respect you. This boy but... doesn't have much, but you know what? He really likes what he has. Uh, but yeah, no, as for me, I, um, 
I did enjoy it. I was disappointed that there wasn't as much like callback to some of the older episodes or with the, you know, some of the cases, but you know, we can't have everything. Uh, we did have a few with, the with the three WA like workers, like uh, missions, like inside of the building, which was pretty cool. One of them, um, I was actually really excited for because it referenced one of my favorite uh, short stories of all time, uh, Flowers for Algernon. Um, yes. And then I fucking watched a, a rat commit suicide and I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, like that whole episode was pretty good. Um, I actually didn't see them bringing back, like having the second flea. I actually did think that they got bit. Um but you know that that just goes to show you K and Yuri are really fucking good at their jobs like like they really know what to do um but yeah um i guess uh, just any episodes that y'all want to kind of talk about any any ideas um, prompted i think the only one that uh i think i really really enjoyed out of all the episodes uh was uh the the Lars and the Real Girl episode. Uh, oh my god, if this podcast had a nickel for every time we covered a show that had an adult falling in love with a doll, we'd have two nickels. It's not a lot. But it's weird that it's happened twice. What can I say? This is a guy that is a man of taste. He's like, yo, women, nah, I'm allergic to all that. I'm gonna make my ideal woman, and this is the best thing in the world and oh my god my house just got destroyed by an aircraft that crashed into it and it killed my 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 girlfriend it killed my fake doll girlfriend i have i have she to see was real to me <laughs> i gotta seek revenge i gotta kill the people that did this i'm gonna fix you and then it was just that classic comedy of errors where it's like 30 pairs, the one that did it, and then they're the one that get called in to solve the case. And uh, it was just, it was a good episode. I actually really enjoyed a lot of the humor in it, and uh, it was, uh, it, it tickled me. It made, it made me laugh. Yeah. Now that episode was good. I actually really, um, though I, I'm sure we all saw it coming, um, I actually really liked the, uh, the ending with the maid, like finally, like, her and the master finally like getting together. That was actually really cute. You're right. It's like, oh, I'm not allergic to girls anymore. Dirty pair walks up. Hachoo. <laughs> no, I'm still allergic to girls. Get, get hey, out of here. Get out of here. I got I got what I need. Um, how about you, Matt? Any any episodes that uh struck your fancy? Well, you know, I found it funny that uh in episode three, uh much like uh, a different episode three of uh, another franchise, we had a very large ship crash landing into a uh, city. Um, very, uh, very Star Warsy. Oh. Uh, no, I, I thought it was a, it was a bold choice to uh, basically hit us with like the Hindenburg so early in the season. Yeah, I, I do like that um, they have a lot of references to, like, real-world stuff. Yeah, it's very worldly. Like, it's probably not current events, but uh, 
they have a nice catalog that they draw from, I suppose, as far as like inspiration goes. Yeah. Um, one of the episodes that actually surprised me um, was a uh, nostalgic blues make a killer soundtrack. Hmm. Uh, that's the one where they uh, they get the uh, the contract to capture the assassin. Then uh, Kay ends up like handcuffing and uh, helping him. Well, that was actually... Oh yeah, with the bomb handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and then he just takes one for the team. All right. Hey, he got the job done, and I I respect him for it. Like he really said, "I hey, you destroyed my life, and I will now take my destroyed life and make Destroy sure that life. I yeah, and make sure that you never get another chance to do it again." Um, another episode I actually really liked. Uh, was episode seven that's uh that's one with joanka mm. um i messaged it in the uh in the discord but for this being in the 80s for it not only um having just like black people look like just people and not like have the fucking dragon ball lips right uh, not be like caricatures yeah even though i think well they're all side characters but you know i think one of them said like two lines which you know Whatever, I don't give a shit. But then them also coming around and being like, nah, trans rights um, in episode seven was pretty cool um, of them. And it, and I, that was one of the other love stories I really uh, did enjoy. That stuck out. I'll agree. I'll agree. I almost, almost forgot about that one. But that one was a, it was a pretty good episode. And I, too, was uh, fairly shocked for how, I guess, progressive that episode was for the time. Yeah, because I, I had to remind myself this like came out in the eighties, um, which like obviously you can tell with like the music and uh, I fucking I love the running sequences. I I, I miss <laughs> I, I miss when shows did this where like the head stands still and it's just the arms going up and down. Very it's so, biotic man. It's so it's so fucking funny to me. I love it so much. Um, I mean, obviously they they had to do it because uh, it's cheaper and it takes less time than like actually like. Getting the full running scenes that we get now, but right. I, I, I wish maybe Bochi will hit me with it in the next season. I have to watch the episode four. <laughs> so exciting. Right. Um uh, yeah, another episode I thought I really liked. Um it was it was more goofy than uh like profound or anything, but uh the one where they were ga- gathering up those pink cats. Um, oh my yes. the bit with uh with Moogie just sitting outside on top of the building with like a whole swarm of cats just like staring at him docile. I I, I both love and hate that we got like no explanation of what Moogie is. Well like he's clearly <laughs> some sort of cat, but also looks like a bear. Yeah. No, Moogie Moogie and uh, Namo are great. Yeah, Moogie can no, also yeah. play chess, though, so he's probably neither of those actual things. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's he's quite intelligent, but no, the the cat like a lot of these episodes were really good. Um, but it is very Saturday morning cartoon where it's like you could just miss a week, not miss too much. Um, kind of. Oh, a good one. A good way to start the series was um, episode one. Where they uh, destroyed the tower. Uh, oh that yeah, was, that, that was uh, good. I guess uh, I'll just mention it because you kind of brought it up, but uh, I know we mentioned it in the Discord. But it's like, okay, 
episode one, you know, they kind of they kind of destroy the tower a little bit. And it's like, oh, oh, you dirty pair. Oh, <laughs> you you solved the crime. And then we get like, I can't remember exactly what episode is. And they destroy the, the planet. Yeah, the whole planet. No, no. I was okay. going to say no, re- no repercussions for that. Never mentioned again. No, well, just, who was there to snitch on him? <laughs> hey, at uh, the end, of, it wasn't their fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, something like that. And then uh, you know, it cuts to a little later on when they're investigating the corrupt police, and they're like, "Oh, we can't destroy the police station. That's that's bad." <laughs> <laughs> It's like that's well, they can't too destroy much. it on purpose. If it's collateral damage, whatever, write it off. Expense report that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you go in and you just openly destroy the police department consciously, uh I don't know. I don't know. I mean, some people might call you a hero. Hey, sometimes sometimes that collateral damage comes back and pays you to find out who caused the collateral damage. So, that's you know, true. it works out. That's, that's true. true. It's like, that's true. It's like meeting a new cat, seeing a lost pet flyer. Maybe, uh, maybe it's the cat that you met a few days prior and brought home with you. Well, uh, oh, that's like... Uh, have either of y'all actually seen Xavier Renegade Angel? Not all of it. No, almost none of it. It's uh, it's uh, I I will spout this however many times it takes, but it is peak comedy. And uh, there's an episode where he goes to like a children's park, and there is a mom there with eight kids, and she has like a little stroller that's got eight little eight little baskets that she can like push along. And so she leaves seven of the babies in there, goes up the slide to push one down. And he comes over and he's like, wow, I can't believe someone just abandoned all these kids (laughs) in the park. I better take them and make sure that they're safe. So he takes them and goes into the sewers and makes like a little nest. And he comes back up and this lady's freaking out. She's like, Oh my God, someone took my babies. Someone took my babies. And he's like, well, you know, as a new father myself, it's very irresponsible that you watch. No. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it goes to uh, like the police get involved and they're on his trail. And this is the, the weird CGI show that's got he's got the snake for a hand. And yeah. uh, so while he's uh, while he's chilling in his little sewer sewer nest with the babies, uh, the snake hands like, oh, what, what's that behind you? And he turns around and the snake hand eats one. And he's like, whoa, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. Then he gets tricked again and the snake hand eats the other baby. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you know, I guess since the police are after us, you know, we might as well just get rid of all the evidence. Just eat all the babies. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> hey, yeah. snakes, hey, snakes are known to eat eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's a very efficient <laughs> solution funny. to the problem. But it is. No, nah, legit, if either of y'all have HBO Max, please, for the love of God, watch 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 that show. It is it's peak. I'm gonna like, find an it, episode at least just to just to figure this out. I'll get it HBO Max again when they cancel Velma. 
Uh, I mean, that's never going to happen. I don't know if they'll ever renew it, but I don't uh, think it's cool. It's getting a season two. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's a uh, that's tragic. That's how, that, that's how many people hate watched it. Wow, that's a uh, that's really tragic. Truly, though, um, but not as tragic as the vault episode. I was actually that was a that was a pretty pretty solid episode. If I if was I'm remembering the correctly, vault episode the one with the cats. I was about to say no, yeah. No, 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 no. There's a. There's the. Are you talking about the one with the pink cat that the that the scientist yeah. made? Yeah. No, no. This is a different one. This is a um, different vault. Yeah. This is the one with the con man politician trying to get into a Pandora's vault. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So he could delete his like criminal background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another reference, I guess, to Tommy Galaxy referencing this is a. Them like getting the files and then like presenting them at the press conference. Uh, I was like, this is, this is a this is a queen move on these two. Um, and then I I don't know I found the uh, the scene where like they're in the vault, um, like trying to find the people and like the workers are like, who the fuck are y'all? Y'all are clearly or like, oh no, they they made the workers take them to the vault like they were the robbers. <laughs> <laughs> And then the robbers were in the subway, like behind the wall, and like broke in and got there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this show, th- this show, just very like nails like the eighties like action comedy stuff, like like very solid, which like is good. It's it's very camp, I should say. Um, <laughs> another question I have for y'all because no one answered me in the Discord. This wasn't a satirical question. Who wore it better, Yuri? Or Faye Valentine. It's actually kind of funny because uh, I was watching some episodes and Isabel watched, or she didn't necessarily watch it with me, but she did uh, sit in the sit in the room and crochet. But she actually mentioned that as well. Uh, she was like, "Isn't isn't that girl from like Cowboy Bebop, or like was was Cowboy Bebop before this or after this?" And. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it was a uh, it was about ten years after, and same studio as well. Um, so I think it's a fair question. I personally, I think Yuri's is a little bit better. You know, it's more tactical. Phase Phase Loki does look like she just did roll up out of bed. Both iconic though. Both iconic. Matt, you you got a you got a you got an opinion on this? Not really. I mean, I've seen a little bit of Cowboy Bebop, but uh, yeah, you never finish. You never finish. You never finish Beboop. No, I mean, there's so much. There's exactly the same amount of shampoo. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think the shampoo have a movie. Does Shamflu have a movie? It ought to if it doesn't. I don't think it does, though. I don't think it does. Oh, I think I just saw it. Nope, that was Veroni Kenshin. Never mind. I did not see it. All right, there is a movie more of Cowboy Bebop. You got me there. Maybe I'll I'll finish it. It's... uh... Cowboy Bebop movie is uh, really good. 
interesting. I do actually remember watching that. I did watch that. It was good. It was a good time. Um, and then last question, because only because these two ask it all the time in the show. They're always in competition. Yuri or Kay? <laughs> uh, I, th- I think I got to go with Yuri on that one. Yeah, like statistically, it's probably Yuri on account of her having so many boyfriends. But uh, I'm a, I'm a K guy, I think. And I'm torn. I, for the life of me, could not tell you um, which is better. Um, because I love them both. <laughs> they are both so good. Yeah, uh, I think I think I'm kind of with you there. It's just the big '80s hair that really sells me on it, and like the Jimmy Butler headband. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like she's a baller. Like, yeah, Kay's a baller. She's also the one that like physically like like if their mission like requires like violence and shit, Kay's got that handled. But if their mission requires like oh we got to kind of like maneuver around and like use our brains, like Yuri's all over it. Um. But like at the same time, they're both just fucking gremlins, and I love it. <laughs> like these are these are two beautiful gremlins. Um, and it's tough because like I like the short red hair, I like the bangs. All their every, everything's good. I can't choose. I'm undecided. I'm voting Bernie Sanders. <laughs> God, really, from episode one, like. Uh... The the vibes were immaculate. The entire like sequence when they were uh, hanging there from like that that ledge or whatever, and it was I can't believe I'm about to die clinging on to you. And then she said, "Oh, you can just let go." Turns out Yuri had like the the out the whole time. She was just memeing to see if Kay would be nice when she thought they were dying. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered this. Um, them letting um. Arthur, the the hacker kid, off the hook, and uh, <laughs> potentially getting a family back together. Does that make up for destroying a planet? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure we all agree that made that made up for destroying tens of billions of lives. Well, yeah. it depends. <laughs> do you do you like encapsulate that all as one good thing and all as one bad thing? Because if so, net zero. If the killing people and the planet blowing up are separate, then then you might need a little bit more work. Well, well, well okay, here's, here's how the math's breaking down in my head. They took down two gang syndicates, right? That's like, mm. that's two, two good, good things. Two good things, right? They then destroyed a planet. That's, that's at least five. That's at least five bad, right? <laughs> At the very minimum, that's five bad things. So they're at negative three. Fixing a, possibly fixing a marriage is like a half a point. But then reuniting siblings, that's that's two. That's two points right there. Yeah, um, one for each sibling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then letting a letting a child learn from their mistakes without the consequences of the law. That's 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 one point. Yeah, net zero. No, they come out. They come out one on top. Let's. T- Fuck! I got a calculator. This. Right, say. 
right? So two minus five, right? Plus point five plus two. All right, they come out a half a good thing on top. Stacks. That's a Stacks. dub. That's a dub. We take them, even though it's yeah. within the realm of, of human error. <laughs> it all comes out in the wash. <laughs> Unlike their makeup. That is caked true. on them. That's true. Not that it matters. Kay, it's a K thing. She, she really gets onto Yuri about her makeup. But, <laughs> you know, that's Yuri's life. Um, anything else y'all want to say about this show? I mean, we watched one other 80s show with like a sci-fi vibe, so it was a B B bubblegum crisis. Did y'all like this one more, or did y'all like uh, bubblegum crisis more? Definitely this one. This one. Uh, I'm actually gonna have to go with bubblegum crisis. Oh, interesting. Okay. Any reason uh, why? Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to to bash on this show because uh, it definitely had some enjoyable moments, but it was just so Saturday morning generic formulaic. Uh, there were a couple times I like literally fell asleep watching this show, uh, just because I was like, "Man, I'm kind of falling behind." Okay, I need to watch like three, four episodes. I'd get past two and be out like a light. Didn't matter what time of the day it was. It just, it, it literally would put me to sleep. I was just like, damn, it's, uh, it, it's eight, but, uh, damn. Well, that's, that's definitely fair. I definitely, there was, um, on one of the pirating sites I was using one of the episodes, like three minutes wasn't like subtitled. I don't oh, think yeah. I really, <laughs> I, I don't think I missed anything. Like, like I saw it happen on screen and I was like, yeah, I, I get what's happening right now. So I, I do agree with it being pretty formulaic. And I think that I'm uh, sorry, my tone's getting defensive. <clears throat> Wasn't trying to be. Um, I do think that that part of that does come from it just coming um, like the time period it came out in and it like, like, yes, like I like that it borrowed so much like inspiration from like real world stories and just kind of like twisted them in like whatever way they needed to to like fit the world, but like at the same time, if you like recognize the story or like what they were referencing, you like knew what was going to happen, like some way or another. Yeah, oh. yeah, and uh, I, I think something that at least for me would have helped it be a little better is if they did call back previous episodes just a little more. Not Thanks. necessarily, not necessarily a full on plot line. Because uh, it did what it did very well. Uh, I just wish there was a little more something I could have gotten invested in in the show. You know yeah, what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was really pulling. Um, I don't know if y'all remember him, um, but Sydney he was um, he was the guy that helped them in episode two with the chest hair with with the chest hair bit. He wasn't the uh, the agent, but. Um, he was the guy that they like saw at the train station to like get the, uh, he was the thief. Yeah. He was the thief guy. Um, and I was actually really hoping he would come back. Cause I, I loved him and uh, Kay's dynamic. And like, I kind of picked up at this point, it was going to be more episodic. And I was like, wow, if he like comes back, that would be like a nice, like kind of reverse, like, um, Lupin and Fujiko relationship. 
Well, especially uh. with the way he left, saying directly to K because he kissed her earlier. Like, next time I owe you dinner. It seemed like they were kind of opening that up for a callback. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, like, and the, it could have just been like one episode or whatever. Because I, I know the few things they did reference was just like, were all the episodes like in the tower all kind of like referenced each other? Or they like met back with, um, there was the professor, and then there was like, uh, and the, the professor and the chef, which I don't really want to talk about the chef. I was a little irked that that's how they decided to draw Chinese people, but you know. Well, once again, that's another one of those uh, very dated products of the time. Yeah, like like nothing he said was super bad. A little heavy on the honor, but like two 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 for three. Two 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 out of three things, I, I, I think we count that a dub, right? Like 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 they, they were trans positive and they didn't draw black people awful, but you know, a little sus on the Chinese representation. <laughs> two, two out of three? Two out of three? Yeah. Yeah. I can think of another thing that they did that was like progressive and positive. I would say it, but I can't. I'm honestly surprised Kane. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised Kane and Yuri like just weren't lesbians, Loki. Like like they seem hardcore lesbians. But that's just me. I think it's more they're an old married couple. <laughs> yeah. And then Yuri has like fifty boyfriends also. <laughs> Hey, Kay's got at least twenty. She's she's got some dates out here. She's she, she's got the fuck. What was that guy's name? The one that told her to listen to this song because it reminds me of you, and I'm excited for our date. Fuck, y'all know the one. And then Sydney. She's got Sydney. She had a no, he's just a con man. No, 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 Sid. No, no, no. Yuri had the con man, which was super cold. How she just kind of <laughs> left him hanging over the uh, the, mol- the, uh, the molten uh, metal pit, uh, and See then if yeah, you can figure this out, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess time to get my I guess time to stomp all over the eighties and get my heart broken. Um, y'all want to do favorite characters or ratings first? Let's do favorite characters. Yeah. Favorite characters? I, I think I kind of gave mine away already, though. It's probably Moogie. Oh, shit. Could be. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, who okay, is I know, I know. I know how this formula works. We'll find out before the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here once or twice. Tune in uh, next week. Where we actually forget to rate and we just jump to the next show. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'll kick it off real quick. Uh, hey, it's it's your boy. Uh, I said it before and I'll say it again. I, uh, I think Kay's pretty neat. Kay is pretty neat. She's a baller. She is. She's a baller. She kicks ass. She's a good shot. And she knows how to rely on her team. True. 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 How about you, Tristan? Um, 
Oh, what, what is his name? Uh, Lore Raymond. Uh, <laughs> Lars. Lars with the real girl. Uh, <laughs> I just think out of all the side characters, I got the most amusement out of him. It was just, it was so funny. That's very fair. Um, as for me, uh, we actually didn't talk about him a lot. Um, I'm going to have to go with Nanmo. Um, the little, uh, Yuri's little robot pet. Um, yeah. Okay. He, yeah. So, uh, my favorite part of star Wars, what I loved as a kid was R2D2 and, uh, Nanmo is basically R2D2, but he can blow himself up and then be put back together and be totally fine. And I've never seen R2D2 do that. So, um, yeah. checkmate, fair. checkmate. I feel like R2-D2's been blown up before. No, because he still has all of his memories since the time Anakin was his master. That's why he's so fucked up. That's why he's so triggered. I get it. He never had the memory wipe as most R2 units get. Oh, poor poor guy. Existence must be pain after that long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Well, uh, what about you, Alex? Oh, you just said Nanmo, didn't you? Shit. I did. I did. Yeah, Nanmo's hey. mine. If you ask me again, I was about to be like, oh, you know, I gotta I gotta go with Yuri, you know. Yuri's <laughs> You know, we gotta K, we we gotta have the Yuri representation. But uh now nah, for real, honestly, I like the whole crew, but Nanmo was my favorite. Um mm. overall. I something something that I do wish if this show by chance was to get remade, um is that like one episode would just be like a Moogie Nanmo episode? Like them, like, like, like yes, K, like, yes, K and Yuri are doing the case, but like in the cat episode, Moogie was clearly like talking to the animals and stuff. Like, I wish we kind of got to like, like, get more time with seeing what he was doing. That's fair. I could see that being pretty interesting. Yeah. Because this show definitely has potential. Like, like, the, like this idea, like this blueprint for a show is honestly timeless. Um, oh, with, without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah, yeah you like, could run like, it into the ground as long as uh, you know you have enough. As long I as guess, it's uh, as long as it's either long, fresh or funny enough, people yeah, will roll with it. As long as the current events don't start to seem like they're looping or like cyclical, and as long as it's uh, nothing too sensitive. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. Rating time. Time to see if my feelings are hurt or not. Cause I, Hell yeah. Because I... You know what? We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, Tristan, you first. I know uh, I know. it sounded like I was not a big of a fan, but, uh, you know, you know, I think I got to go with uh, one dirty pair plus three clean trio, and then we'll give one more. So uh, I think uh, I think I'm gonna give this a solid uh, six out of ten. Nice These things happen. Nice six six. Nice. It's a, it was it was enjoyable. It just the pacing was a little a little slow, and uh, a, a lot of the times I'd be watching episodes would normally be after work, and so mm. it would just be one of those. Long day, kind of slow, didn't have to put too much brain power into it, and then I'm just out like a light. But for the most part, you know, it was actually pretty enjoyable. The Like you said, the, the formula is classic. You know, you can't go wrong with it. Um, 
characters were fun enough. Side characters were fun enough. So, you know, it was, it was a, a mostly positive experience. Nice. Nice. How about you, Matt? Well, I'm going to give it a good, uh, seven straight months of success out of 10. That uh, is fair. It was quality. It got some laughs. I, I don't think it got any cries, but it definitely got some laughs. And, uh, episode one to episode 24? Well, it didn't disappoint. Fair enough. Um, as for myself, I, I should have mentioned this earlier. Um, I actually mainly watched this show with breakfast. So this was indeed my, uh, not necessarily Saturday morning breakfast show, but my weekday breakfast show. And, uh, okay. You know, yeah, at least I wasn't like so tired to where I like immediately fell asleep, but I definitely, uh, felt myself like training at some points, but Good news is I just got our table number at Clafe Flamingo, and we're at table number seven. Just like, hey, nice. nice. I see. See, I told you I, I had I had the intro, and I, I brought it all <laughs> the way back in. Um, but honestly, um, even though our our average um, cumulative comes out to a six point six, which I know we normally round up to a seven, I'm just going to mark this as a six on Mal for the podcast because I, I think it is a fine show. Um, it does definitely show its age, though. Hmm. So I, I know that me and Matt did enjoy it, but I do think like six is probably like the more like correct numerical yeah. number. And it's not like, like, I'm not mad yeah, at it. Like, let me, let me, I guess, qualify by saying, or give it a little asterisk. It's good for its time. Yeah. That, yeah. that justifies the bringing it down to a six average from a yeah. six point whatever. Cause I was definitely torn between a, a seven and a six. But I ended up just going with a seven because I, I enjoyed more episodes than I didn't enjoy. Yeah, for me, I actually had to go back and look at what I gave Bubblegum Crisis because I was like, I enjoyed it. I didn't like absolutely hate it, uh, but it was not quite as good. So uh, I, I went back and looked and I was like, I'll just drop it down one. That's fine. That's fair. I, I definitely, I like the music more in Bubblegum Crisis. Um, and I think the production value and like animation was better. But I think a large part of that does go into it, which is being an OVA. Like it just had, like, it, it had the, the audience that was going to pay for it. Who uh, the studio like felt comfortable like putting that much more into it. Well, for, of, like, for for me, the big thing was I just felt like the storylines in Bubblegum Crisis were a bit more unique and a bit more mm. interesting. Mm. Whereas yeah. Dirty Pair was like a very generic, like buddy cop show. Like, yes, it's sci-fi and set in space, but a lot of the episode topics were things that you know you've seen countless times in countless other buddy cop shows. You know. Yeah, I could they, see Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy pulling off this live action. <laughs> see, I was I was actually thinking about that, and as far as like shows that I wouldn't be mad at getting a live action, would uh, this is actually one of them because I I feel like if like the the writers room was like okay, we can just 
like if you know we get the standard like 40 minute stuff um a few a few of these episodes like if they had like 20 more minutes you could kind of make the mysteries and like the case around them a little bit more like interesting and unique as opposed to um the like quick comedy bits that they are right um, I guess I guess even on that note, uh, I, I guess I should I didn't really mention it, but uh, one of the ones that really stood out was the uh, the the duo episode, the the two parter, the the missing plane. Uh, yes, that uh, one was good. Yeah, I thought that was super interesting, and then it was kind of weird that because uh, I kind of thought because you you sent in the uh, the chat, you're like, okay, we'll just do twenty four because technically twenty five, twenty six, they they came later. Uh, and so I got to 2122 and was like, okay, we got a two parter. Maybe we'll get another two parter for like the last two episodes and it'll be like some kind of like big conclusion. And then it just kind of went back to episode of the week and it was like, oh, yeah, I got my hopes up a little. Yeah, I was honestly disappointed. I was actually disappointed with the amount of two, um, like paired episodes, um, in all honesty. Um, I was I was actually expecting like at least three like two pairs, um, especially with it being like twenty four episodes, um, and it being like a uh, like cop show. You know, like not every case is served is solved in thirty minutes. Law and Order taught me that it takes at least an hour. <laughs> you know, come on now. Um, but no, yeah, uh, I and. I, I looked at the synopsises for 25 and 26. 26 seemed interesting. Um, 25, whatever. And then I was also really tempted to watch the movie to see like how well their the format of Dirty Pair like went to it being like you know like 90 minutes. You know. But I guess sure. I guess I'll do that in my own time and let y'all know. Because I I do I do like this series, but it's definitely one that like I'm not I'm not like I'm not like in a, in a rush to like watch more of this as I am with like Gundam or like Lupin. Right. I mean, that's probably for the best, though. It's not like you're missing anything by putting it off. You know, it's just the vibes. Whenever you have a minute, you you throw it on and you you feel you experience. Speaking of vibes, Matt. What are we uh, watching next week? Oh, goodness. We are accidentally going to put together a wonderful little harem. Uh, next week, we're watching Nisekoi. Nice. I thought you said we were going to accidentally go back to school, because we are going into our school session, baby. <laughs> uh, do we have a whole little arc coming up, too? Uh yeah, next yeah. three shows are all uh technically slice of life school shows. Oh, neato. So yes, uh, school may any... be out for summer, but we aren't. Yeah, <laughs> any young listeners out there? Sorry, no escape. <laughs> true, true. Um, but yeah. Uh, until then, um, we'll see if I do end up liking a slice of life harem show, or if I drunk just enough water to not be thirsty. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anybody's Podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. Also, if you'd like to connect with us, you can reach the podcast on Twitter at Annie underscore Buddies, or you'll you'll be able to find the link to the Discord. 
You'll also be able to find that in the episode description as well. If you'd like, you can reach Alex on Twitter at creampuffcoon underscore one, and you'll be able to reach Matt on Twitter at howitzer. You'll be able to reach Tristan via astral projection or through physical mail if you have his address. Until then, we'll be back in about two weeks. Stay safe, stay hydrated, and take care.